name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christos Anesti, Christ is risen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the Blessed 50 Days, and today the Gospel is from John chapter 12. And during the 50 days, the church answers the question, Who is the Lord Jesus Christ? And two weeks ago, we learned that the Lord Jesus Christ, He is the the bread of life. And last week, we said He is the living water. And today, we learned that He is light of the world. The Gospel of today, our Lord says, Walk a little while, a little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light. Lest darkness overtake you, he who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you can become sons of light. Today we want to become sons of light. We want to become sons of light. A son of light, the sons of light, allow the light of God to give them direction in their life. And without this light, without this direction in our life, we'll be in darkness and we won't know where we're going. And today, that's an important question that I want us to think about, is do you know where you are going? Do you know where you are going? Christians, they should know where they are going. They have a direction. They have a purpose to their life. And from the Gospel of today, we see several reasons why someone would be confused and not know where they are going. The first reason that we see in, in the scripture of today that we might know, now know where, the first reason we might know where we are going is that we lose sight of where our final destination is. Where our final destination is. Where is our final destination? And the Gospel of today, it reminds us of our final destination. He speaks about, at the end of the Gospel, he spoke about everlasting life. Everlasting life. He speaks actually of Judgment Day. He speaks of both. Judgment Day and everlasting life. And are you familiar with the carrot and the stick? The carrot and the stick? The carrot is the... Like a reward. This is good parenting. Always offer... Like the carrot and the stick. And have a balanced approach between the carrot and the stick. The carrot is the motivation, is the reward. The stick is like the punishment, the consequence, the, the bad part. And the Bible actually is very balanced. It gives us a lot of carrots. It gives us a lot of carrots to incentivize us to live a godly life. And if we're not incentivized by the carrots, it also tells us about the punishment to say, don't do like. And it tells us both ways. And in the Gospel of today, you see both things. Actually, the Lord Jesus Christ, in the Gospel of today, He gave the carrot. He did signs and wonders in front of everyone. And was doing miracles left and right. And showing them the power of God right in front of them. But guess what? Even though God was doing so many signs and wonders right in front of them, no belief, 
No faith, خالص. Zero faith. And then he said, and even he said, I don't want, there is no stick, I don't want to punish. But he said, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. If anyone hears my words, if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. I did not come to judge the world but to... I came to save the world. I came to save the world. He who rejects me does not receive my words, has that which judges him. The word which I have spoken will judge him in the last day. As if to say, Christians must remember their final destination. Christians must remember like judgment day. St. Augustine, he says something so beautiful about judgment day. He says, the Christian must fear judgment day. Until you fear judgment day? You fear judgment day? Fear judgment? Actually, the twelfth hour of the Agbeya, we say, Behold, I'm about to stand before the just judge, terrified and trembling. The just judge, terrified and trembling because of my many sins. So the church is teaching us to be like fearful of judgment day. Why would the church teach us to be fearful of judgment day? If you fear judgment day, then you are going to fear death. Huh? Won't you fear death? And if you fear death, what should you do if you fear death? What should you do if you fear death? You should turn. You should change. You should change your ways so you don't get condemnation. So St. Augustine, he says, this leads us to change, to want to be better. And when we change, there's something beautiful that happens. Is now the death that we once feared, guess what? We don't fear it anymore. Actually, we love it. Actually, we love it. We say, that's why St. Paul, he says, I want to take off this tent. I want to go. I want to be with the Lord. So do you see, this is the beauty of the, the other side, is that the fear of judgment, if we remember the end, the fear of judgment, and we fear death, then we should say we need to change our ways. Then, once we change our ways and we see life with God, we say, wow, life with God is so amazing. Then we say, actually, I don't fear death anymore. This is what the scripture is trying to t- teach us today. With the rise of atheism and all the consumerism and materialism and modernism and kullalisms, dol, we forget about our final destination. We forget all of these isms are to help us to forget about our final destination. And that's why many people these days, they don't believe in God. They have no interest in God. No interest in God. And therefore, they abide in darkness and have no idea where they are going. And if you speak to an agnostic person, who's spoken to an agnostic person? Anybody spoken to an agnostic person? You say, agnostic person, what's going to happen? What will they tell you? I don't know. You don't know? You don't know where you are going? This is what the Bible is saying today. You don't know where you are going. You are walking, kidda, just like in a circle... Going around, Ida. 
No, we have to know our, our destination. We have to know our destination. One thing that I have realized is that often Christians, they become short-sighted. Short-sighted. And when we become short-sighted, we forget about the final destination. And we fail to see how our daily actions today affect our long-term destination. Yani, مثلاً, I was talking the other day to some parents, not from here, from about a long, far, far away. They were talking about how they overwork themselves and how they forgot their children. And now they're praying night and day for their children to return to the church. Night and day. And they said, I, because I worked so hard and I, and I tried and I was providing, I thought I was providing. And then forgot the long term of their they saw the short term, oh, I'm providing a nice house for my kids, I'm providing for this. But forgot long term, and their kids, no faith in their kids. Remember the long term, remember the long term. Youth, a lot of youth, they forget, they, I mean, this is a, 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 defici- a deficiency of youth. A deficiency of youth is youth cannot see long term. That's why parents, you have a duty to prepare them for the long term. And that's why they would love to sit and play video games all day. As if you step to to play video games all day. The long term, that had what be fin. Had what be fin. Had what be fin. Had what like in darkness, not knowing where they're going. I love this movement now. There's a movement now. Our youth now are, are like working out and getting strong. And I love this. You know why? Because this shows they have an image in their mind. They have an image in their mind of what they want to be. I want to have six-pack and muscles, kida, and I want to look. And they put this image, they put this goal in their mind, and they say, I'm going to work for this goal. Are they going to be like this tomorrow? No. But every day they're going to sacrifice. Every day they're going to go to the gym. Every day they're going to make a little... And every day they're going to be more and more in the image that they put before them. The Christian must have the final image in front of them. What is the image that they have in front of us? We have the Lord Jesus Christ. And every day we be transformed into His image. Day by day. Every day. And remember your final destination. If you forget your final destination, in the darkness not knowing where you are going. St. Paul, in his second epistle to St. Timothy, he said, Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of... A crown of... St. Paul can ask where his final destination is. Into our final destination is... Where is your final destination? Are you going to heaven? You say, I don't know. St. Paul can ask. He knew. He said, there's a crown laid up for me. Because he was doing the will of God. He wasn't saying this in arrogance. And he wasn't saying it in pride. He was saying it because he lived every day with the Lord Jesus Christ. So he knows that he has a spot in heaven. And you know you have a spot in heaven. That's why St. Paul speaks of, you are destined. This is your destiny. This is your final destination. So go to your final destination. Keep your final destination in front of your eyes. Another reason we might not know where we are going is sometimes we participate in sin. 
Sometimes we participate in sin. Within that, not knowing where we're going. The Israelites, they left Egypt and on their way to the promised land. And they, they knew that God was taking them to a promised land. Did they not? So they have the destination. That's what happened is they started to become sinful. And a trip that was supposed to take a few weeks took... 40 years. <laughs> a trip that was supposed to take four, two weeks, three weeks, took 40 years. Why? Because they abide in darkness and then they're going round and round and round in the desert. This is the life of sin. The life of sin, because no direction from God. No direction from God. That's why in Exodus 13 it says. By day the Lord went ahead of them in the pillar of cloud and to guide them on their way and at night a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel day and night. God was with them, taking them, saying, come with me, I'll give you direction, follow me. The summa they wanted, had their minds on other things and then a golden calf and then a bunch of Why? Sin da to mess the direction of our life. One particular sin that I want us to be conscious of is the participation in sin, even if yani, we don't really participate. I'll explain what I mean by that. One sin that I think is so common is we do things yani, sinful, but yani, kind of... Uh, uh, like for instance, and I was thinking of Reuben. Reuben is the oldest son of... Jacob, the oldest son of Jacob. When the brothers of Jake, uh, of, of jo- when the brothers of Joseph wanted to betray him, Reuben had an idea. He said, "Guys, let's not kill him." He told his brothers they wanted to kill him and throw him in a pit. And Reuben had a great idea. Said, "No, no, 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 no. Let's not kill him. Let's throw him in a pit." And he said this, why? I think why he said this? He wanted to come back later to save him. The hat al-khatira is you don't participate in evil. Do not participate in evil. And they went and had lunch and they came back and Joseph da can plus gone. Gone. Sometimes we participate in evil and he, Reuben, that if he wanted, his good intention was not enough to save. All of us, we have good intentions. That's when we surround ourselves with maybe evil people. And we're going to lose. And we're going to lose our brother. And we'll be lost. And go in darkness. So it's very subtle. Very subtle. Reuben had good intentions, but it left to a lost brother. Many young people, they start relationships. And they have good intentions. Oh, we'll read the Bible together. We'll do all this stuff. And guess what? It went the another direction. And then at the end, they end up hating each other. And they never speak to each other. And then they can't come to the church. And that started good intentions. But then turned very different. Many people have friends that commit a lot of evil. And they say, I will never do those things. But good intentions are not enough. Good intentions are not enough. 
This used to be true when I was in college, but I don't know if it's true now. But I believe, and I still believe, I hope I still believe, that no one wakes up and says, I want to be a drug user. Like, no one wakes up today and says, I want to be a drug addict. You think anybody does? I don't know. Maybe the times have changed, and that's like our aspiration. We want to be drug users. But I don't think anyone suddenly wakes up like a heroin addict, and he's like, I want to be a heroin addict. But what happens to, like, a heroin addict is every day, an evil, a little bit closer to sin, the lines become a little bit more blurred, uh, uh, and then eventually, an osar to a destination we didn't think of. Why? Because we've been participating in sin and we've been going farther and farther away from the Word of God. Be careful about participation in evil things. Sin always starts as a small cancer and then spreads. And it keeps growing. And that's why David, he had lust. Had a small sin of lust. And guess what the small sin of lust led to? Murder and a lot of big things. Be careful. Choose to be in the light. Surround yourself with light. Don't let darkness into your life. The last and final reason that we might not know where we are going is that we love the praise of man more than the praise of God. In the gospel of today, it's written that the rulers, they believed in him, but they could not confess him. Why could they not confess him? Because they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. And I think this verse is now true more than it has ever been. <laughs> this verse is more true now than it has ever been. Because, because of social media and because of all the social and the peer pressures now and the, connect, the connections of everyone, everyone is dying for social approval. Social approval, that is what is leading our kids to all be anxious and depressed. This is a big problem now, a problem I didn't have in my childhood. But the idea is that everyone now has to be so popular. Everyone has to look a certain way. Everyone, when they make a post on Facebook, has to get a thousand likes. If you don't get a thousand likes, then what? You're not liked, no one likes you. You're not beautiful. And that's why people, they post pictures of themselves. And beautiful, da, 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 And all just to... Because our self-worth now comes from... From the likes of people. And the praise of men. But we don't care as Christians about the praise of men. <laughs> we don't care about the praise of men. If we care about the praise of men, we become like the hypocrites in Matthew chapter 6. He said they love to do their charitable deeds before men so that men can see them. And the Lord said they have their reward. And He said those who, who, who pray on the corners like the hypocrites says they have their reward. This was all the praise of men. And a lot of people do things for the praise of men. But the Christian is not motivated by the praise of men. Three things about the praise of men, and then I'll, I'll conclude. We do not value the praise of men, because as the acts of today showed, I don't know if you paid attention to the acts of today, St. Paul, he did a great miracle, and then guess what they called him? He said Zeus and Hermes and Kullil Kalamda, and they praised him so much. Here's God, 
right here is doing so many signs. And then guess how the Acts ends today? How? The praise of men, especially youth, learn this. The praise of men is so cheap. So cheap. In one, par- in one in like, at the beginning of the passage, they're praising him. And at the end of the passage, they want him dead. Because men and us, we, we change kira. And you're trying like youth, you're trying to please men. One day they're going to like you, the next day they're going to be jealous of you. And then you're going to be left more hungry than you were before. So don't follow the praise of men. The praise of men is, is so cheap, it's so cheap. Number two, don't compare yourself to others. Do not compare yourself to others. This is something very like difficult. But comparison to others, and this one has this, and this one has not this, and this one has this, this leads to like a lot of problems that you don't need. And you don't see everything clearly. If someone's getting praised, or someone has a life kidda, or someone has this, don't follow this stuff. Especially on Facebook, someone posts all this nice stuff and all the, it's all facade, it's all just fake, it's brittle popularity. So don't crave this stuff. Number three, remember who we are in God's eyes. Remember what God said about you. Don't remember what like, the little kids say about you. Remember what God said about you. This is what matters. What matters is that you are holy, that you are chosen, that you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that you have a purpose in life. I want to believe all the calamity garbage that is on and all and follow the praise of men. Remember what God has a message for you and what God is telling you to do. There are the three things. Remember your final destination. Remember your final destination. Number two hmm. and number two. Don't participate in sin. Oh even the good intentions they might take you away. And number three, do not be aware of the praise of men and where the praise of men will take you. And glory be to God forever. Amen.